The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Let me tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check, God dang it, the NBA season is already over, which means it's lying season. It's the busy season. It's trade season. It's draft season. It's get the fuck out of Bradley Beal season. Heat checks just starting to heat up, folks. We will catch our breath a bit with this episode. We will update you on free agency and potential trades leading up to next week's NBA draft. God damn, we've got a lot of tea on Bradley Beal, Zion, Dame, All the news from around the league. Basketball season is over, and now the busy season begins. So, Nick, do me a favor and drop that motherfucking generic-ass beat that should be Rihanna. We're back in the studio, baby. No more episodes at midnight where I'm barely awake. Those are fun episodes, by the way. They are. I just I just extend everything out like this, baby. Like this, baby. We got the draft next week. Uh, then we got free agency. And then we got summer league. So much is happening, folks. My head is spinning. Uh, we have to say, because I don't think we've had an episode since this happened, uh, the Denver Nuggets won the chip. And uh, Nikola Jokic doesn't seem... Like he cares really at all. He's already lost his NBA Finals trophy. He's probably lost his Western Conference Finals trophy. He's like, I just want to go home and see my horses win some sort of, I don't even know what type of race is happening in Serbia, but I guess it's important. He's ready to be done with basketball. He even broke the code you're not supposed to say when you make that much money and you do all the things that people of his stature do. Like You're supposed to like your job. And Nikola Jokic spilled the tea. Hey, everyone, every single person, no matter what they do, hates their job. And if they say they love it, I'm sure that there are people out there who say that. They're lying. He's like, I'm sure he's, he said, oh, maybe other people feel differently. They're lying. He just said it right there on the podium. Um, 
Everyone is looking to the future already, even the Nuggets. Reports are that Denver Nuggets GM Calvin Booth missed Game 4 of the NBA Finals because he was scouting the draft. And that was after uh, Calvin Booth already pulled off a trade with Oklahoma City during the Finals. I've never seen that before. For the records, the Nuggets swapped a protected 2029 first-round pick to OKC for the least favorable of OKC's 2024 first-round pick, the number 37 pick in the 2023 draft, and a 2024 second-round pick. Do you know what that means? Maybe there's another Jokic right around the corner, baby. At the 37th overall pick, you're going to get some random dude that they play a Taco Bell commercial over when they draft them. Remember, Jokic went 41st in the draft. Why would... Why would Calvin Booth do that? Why would he look for the 37th pick in the finals? Just saying, grind never sleeps for an NBA executive. Speaking of executives, David Griffin, our favorite pianist, uh, has a shitstorm on his hands dealing with the Zion fallout, which has been tremendous. It is nonstop. I don't think Mariah Mills has stopped tweeting since she started to tweet. It has been shocking, it appears, that Zion would, quote, like a change of scenery. Apparently the change of scenery, shocking, is New York City. Just the only place that everybody's been saying Zion's been wanting to go. He said, remember when he played at MSG? And he was like, I love Madison Square Garden. It's my favorite place on earth to play. Well, I mean, except for the Smoothie King Center. (laughs) So, all right, Zion, we get it. You want to be in New York. The problem? Well, for one, Mariah Mills has made Zion's personal reputation in stock about as low as it could possibly be. Uh, I think she's tweeted 12,000 times since Friday. I won't get into it, but like I said, she's still going. Second, Zion, the more importantly, Zion has played really not at all in four years. If you're, you were to guess how many games Zion has played in the combined four seasons that he's been in the NBA, and there's, mind you, 82 games uh, per year, except for the COVID year, which was 72, and then the shortened bubble year, which was, I forget, like 68 or something. How I mean, four times that, that's a lot, right? There's, there's over 300 games. Zion has played in 114 of them. During that same stretch, Nikola Jokic has played 330 games. Think about that. So anybody, <coughs> Portland, <coughs> Portland, Thinking about trading for Zion, which they would never do because they're way too smart for that, at least think about the injury concerns. Think about that. Think about the fact that Zion's ass doesn't even like to come back and play defense. He just saunters back like he's, uh, I don't know, like walking. Mark Stein reports that the Pelicans really want Scoot Henderson. Good fucking luck, okay? Good luck with that. Unless you're going to get a trade going with the Charlotte Hornets, good luck. I heard this week, this is what Mark Stein said, I heard this week from one placed, well-placed observer who is convinced that the Pelicans would indeed consider dealing Williamson away if it meant that they could draft Scoot, pointing to a rising level of exasperation within the organization regarding Williamson's ongoing availability issues and overall approach overall approach is really doing a lot of work. My read at this juncture 
is that the Pelicans are less inclined to consider trading Brandon Ingram in the same scenario. Exasperation, we'll just say, is not a great adjective when describing how you feel about your star player that you took number one overall in the draft four years ago. Exasperation uh, leads me to believe that, uh, if you want the definition, intensely irritated and frustrated. It's like your wit's end is exasperation. The end of the rope is exasperation, folks. Do I like theoretically scoot in New Orleans? Maybe. Do I love Zion in New York? No. Do I love Zion in Portland? Absolutely fucking not. It's being floated out that Zion's trade value has never been lower, which to be fair is true. But what is the value of Zion? There are some idiots out there. There really are. There are people who think, well, if he could be fully healthy, he is dominant when he's on the floor. He is an all-star. He is box office. Just the mere thought of him playing basketball for our team means that we'll probably sell an immense amount of season tickets. But let's face it, he's never available. His upside is high, but his downside is in street clothes spitting in Mariah Mills' mouth. Will he be on the move? Stranger things have happened, so this will be a wild run up to the draft. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, Speaking of wild scenarios, it looks like Bradley Beal may be on the move um, from the Wizards. After getting Ted Leonsis to sign off on one of the weirdest contracts in modern NBA history, where Beal is overpaid and has the only no-trade clause in existence in the NBA, he's going to have full say on any trade, meaning, so say a deal gets done with Beal and the Boston Celtics, and he says, I'll go to the Boston Celtics. And then they say, all right, well, we're going to move Jason Tatum for you. He can say, well, no, I'm not going to agree to that. I'm not going to the Celtics if there's no Tatum. He has to agree to all facets of said trade. 
Now there are reports from Shams that Beal and the Wizards are looking for a new home and that the Wizards are in full-blown rebuild. So Ted Leonsis, just a little background, one of the most, I would call, slimy owners from a perspective of just straight lying uh, to fans and saying that they're going to compete when we know that they're not. And now, under the guise of good faith, he said he fired Tommy Shepard because he was frustrating that they weren't doing what they needed to do to do a rebuild. I'm sorry, the rebuild aspect was never really even a possibility because Ted Leonsis would rather have the Wizards be an eight seed and get the money for one play-in game than to just fully blow it up and start it again. Here's the kicker, though. Because of the contract for Beal and the fact that the no-trade clause carries forward to the new team, as well as a trade kicker for Bradley Beal, I think he gets a raise or a bonus if he gets traded, Brian Windhorst is now reporting that the haul that the Wizards will get for Beal will be shockingly low. I don't know, some guy who's never healthy making $60 million feels like his stock probably is pretty low. This is what Windhorst had to say. If Bradley Beal gets traded between now and next Thursday, I think people are going to be very surprised at the price and how potentially low it's going to be because his contract is not attractive. And especially going forward, it would mean having to pay $50 million to a player on your team that may not be a first or second All-NBA player. I suspect if he gets traded, it would be for a fraction of what Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert were traded for. Man, life's a bitch, and then you die, Wizards. You could have traded Bradley Bill two years ago for a haul, but you know what? You decided loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Brutal end for the Wizards who at one point could have easily gotten probably four first-round picks for Beal. Still, there are a number of suitors. Kendrick Perkins says that Jason Tatum is pushing hard for Bradley Beal to be in Boston. Lots of rumors swirling around the Miami Heat, including one bozo uh, from the Miami Herald who thinks that the Heat will be able to trade for Beal and Dame. There is a man out there that is in existence of breath who believes that the Miami Heat can get Brad Beal and Dame Lillard without giving up Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. What, what kind of early 80s pure cocaina is this guy on? Nick Nurse is also set to covet uh, Bradley Beal as a Harden replacement in Miami, which would be a fascinating dynamic as well. But I think, truthfully, I like Miami a lot. But I think the best spot might be the Knicks. New York has trade assets. They won't have to give up a lot. The Wizards need young talent who are able to perform, at least on an NBA level right now, but you have a ton of upside. Beal and Brunson might be a little undersized, but they do score a shitload of points. Beal, I think, is 6'5", is he not? 6'4". So, I mean, that's fine, I guess, for a, for a two. Finally... Uh, Shams dropped another nugget in the Beal sweepstakes, basically adding chaos to the market, saying this. I couldn't believe it because it would be bonkers. Another team that's had Bradley Beal trade talks with the Wizards are the Sacramento Kings. Sources tell Shams and Sam Amick. It's believed that Beal would consider Sacramento given his no-trade clause. But now... As of now, there does not appear to be a clear pathway for the two sides. When was the last time that you heard of a star player 
wanting to waive their no-trade clause, which almost no one has, to go to Sacramento. When was the last time that Sacramento was a destination for free agents or players who could choose their own location? I don't know, at least in the last 20 years, if that has been the case. I do not see a way for the Kings to make this deal that is sustainable for their future, but it does give me a little tingle all over my body that Beal would even consider it. As an aside, our guy Damian Barling from D'Lo and Casey, friend of show, um, tweeted some breaking news about the Kings going all in on Raptors OG Ananobi. Keep your eye on that. That's been swirling around pretty much all year, but it is now confirmed. As for Beal... Seems pretty certain that Beal is going to be on the move. The Wizards want to blow it up. That means Chris Dabbs Porzingis probably goes. That means Kyle Kuzma probably goes. And you just get a boatload of draft picks. It's going to be chaos, particularly for the team that gets Beal. Let's move on. So I tweeted this out yesterday. Trivia question. What do Spencer Dinwiddie, Jeremy Grant, Glenn Robinson III all share in common? Only one person got it right. The rest of you jokers on Twitter responded by saying, guys who played in the NBA or men who have never been in my kitchen. (laughs) Here is the answer, which is just a wild thing to respond. Men who have never been in my kitchen. Here's the answer. Dinwiddie, Grant, and Glenn Robinson were the 38th, 39th, and 40th pick in the 2014 draft. The 41st pick in that draft, Nikola Jokic, of course. Which got me thinking. It's a fun bit of trivia, but really the interesting thing is to step back and realize these were mid-second round picks. Dinwiddie and Grant have been excellent in their career. So do not fret if you have a mid-second rounder. If you're good at your job, you'll probably find some gold. There's plenty of jokers out there who don't do their job well. Enough for you to clean up if you do. So would the 2014 draft second round all NBA team beat the 2014 draft first round all NBA team? Here is the all second round team pick from that year. Guard, Spencer Dinwiddie, the 38th pick. Guard, Joe Harris. We got to say fully healthy Joe Harris. 33rd overall pick. Small forward, Jeremy Grant. The 39th overall pick. Power forward, Dwight Powell, has value over replacement player. He was 45th, 8th overall in the entire draft, 8.3 uh, overall. Nikola Jokic, number 41st. And the sixth man off the bench would be Jordan Clarkson, 46th pick. That's a pretty damn good team. I'm not going to lie to you. That's a good team. Jokic could probably take those guys to the Western Conference Finals. Let's be real. That's a good team. If if Joe Harris can move around, that's a good team. Now, come on. Here's the all-first-round team from that year. Guard, sixth overall, Marcus Smart. Woof. That looks bad in hindsight, does it not? Thirteenth overall pick, Zach Levine. Woof again. Woof, woof. Is his knee even functioning? Small forward, first overall pick, Andrew Wiggins. Power forward, seventh overall pick, Julius Randle. Center, 
Joel Embiid, number three overall pick. This is going to be like a battle royal, found family. Just like complete vitriol. And the sixth man would be Shlomo Kyle Anderson. Who wins this in a seven-game series? I think you might have to give the edge the second-round picks here. I mean, if it's a playoff, Joel Embiid might not even be on the court. Let's be real. Let's be real. If this is a seven-game series in April, where is Joel Embiid? Where is he? Does he have an orbital bone fracture? Because probably last two years out of three, I think he has. Does he have a knee injury? Like, what's going on with Marcus Smart? Is he shooting three from 18 from the three-point line? Zach Levine, is the meniscus highly functioning in that knee? Andrew Wiggins, is he just coming off of personal issues? Jesus Christ. Julius Randle, I mean, this is the all-sprained ankle team. Like, this is the all, this literally is all, like, soft tissue injuries. Marcus Smart, ankle injury, Zach Levine, knee injury, Andrew Wiggins, we'll just call it good on him. Julius Randle, ankle, Joel Embiid, knee. I think it's just Shlomo out here. Fight, threatening to fight his teammates. Who wins, man? What do you think? I'd like to know. What a fascinating, fascinating case study. We got to do these more. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. trying to be better about not criticizing the human being and only talking about the player and what they do on the court. And then Carl Anthony Towns speaks. And it's really hard for me to not eviscerate him for saying dumb shit, which he continues to do. I have friends that are from Minnesota. My mom grew up in Minnesota. She grew up in Duluth. She likes the Minnesota Timberwolves. One of my best friends, Minnesota Timberwolf fan. Carl Anthony Towns as a person has suffered greatly. COVID, family, mom, passed away, multiple family members, passed away. 
all accounts, people think he's a nice guy. But why does he keep doing this? Why does he keep saying things that are so clearly making him look like a bozo? Like a, just a complete joker. Exhibit 291. This happened yesterday. Carl Anthony Towns goes on former teammate Pat Beverly's podcast, which I personally can't stand that podcast because it's a Barstool podcast. But that's neither here nor there. A Barstool NBA podcast, to be specific. And he said this that is going to haunt him. He said, when my time's up and I retire, there's going to be people who are going to say I changed the game. <laughs> Everything's up for stipulation, and what I like to say is when this is all over, there's going to be kids coming up and saying they're going to play a different way because I played in the NBA and I did it a different way. I'm speechless. I don't know really what to say other than Cat is a fucking idiot. Like that is, see, this is, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. That was mean. That was personal. That comment is idiotic. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard him personally say. And he has said a lot of dumb things. He is, he is not someone who clearly is in control of reality. The self-awareness aspect of Carl Anthony Towns is lacking. He is not aware that he has not won a damn thing on the NBA level. He's never won a playoff series. I think he's won four playoff games. Five playoff games? All the players, out of all the players in the NBA... Does anybody say one of the most transformational players in the NBA is Carl Anthony Towns? Like, he changed the way we play basketball, Carl Anthony Towns. No. Was there seven footers who came into the league that shot threes before Carl Anthony Towns? Yes. Have there been guys, I don't know, like, like Jokic? Have there been guys who played defense better than Carl Anthony Towns and still shoot threes? Yes. He's been around Rudy Gobert too much. He thinks that every player is like Rudy Gobert that's seven feet tall. No, Carl. Like, fucking Yusuf Nurkic shoots threes, okay? Like, there's plenty of guys who do what you do, and you're not Steph Curry, okay? People were doing this before you even were alive. You're so not transformational. You get in foul trouble. You talk too much. You say things that get you in trouble. Your teammate, Jimmy Butler, one of the best, most clutch fourth quarter guys in playoff, I don't know, in our generation, they're calling him the second coming of Michael Jordan in the playoffs. That's how good he is. He wanted to get the fuck away from you. <sighs> He's had a lot of opportunities. He's had a lot of opportunities for success. They put guys around him like Ant Edwards and Jimmy Butler, and you know what? This team just does not succeed. And you know what? His transformational ass will be transforming out of a Minnesota Timberwolves jersey and into another jersey before this offseason is up. It is very concerning to me. And he's getting brutalized, obviously, by everyone from Draymond Green to Tim Hardaway Sr. Draymond Green tweeted at Pat Bev, Hey, Pat, when people come on your show, they change the game? I'm looking forward to it, man. 
Then Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, Tim Hardaway Sr. decided to just absolutely obliterate Carl Anthony Towns, pretty much saying what I think, which is, who are all these people saying that you changed the game? Who are they? Who are these kids that are going to come up to you? Who are these people who are going to say you changed the game with the way you played? First of all, you need to win playoff games. You got four playoff wins in 12 tries, zero series wins. You go out there, you average 23 points, 11 rebounds, and you're playing well. He's a good NBA player, but he doesn't make anybody better. It's about him at times. He tries to show up the referee instead of going out there to play team basketball. He's out there, and you don't even see him sometimes. You don't even know he's out there. I think he needs to have a reality check, and he needs to work on his game a little bit more and making his teammates better and having a better season. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's the crazy thing? It's not even remotely the dumbest thing that he said on Pat Bev's podcast. Listen to this, Jim. I don't care how you say it. Like, it was a reason the Denver Nuggets won a championship. I just played them in the playoffs, bro. They was, they was telling us our plays. They were like, all right, yo. They just, they weren't even talking. Right. right to an area, and the person was just randomly right there. I'm like, how is this possible? But they also what? What's one of the things that, like, you see, it was more special what we did in Minnesota because we had... Pause. Did he just say it's more special in Minnesota what they did than what the Denver Nuggets did when they just won the championship? Hold on. Hold on. It was more special what we did in Minnesota because we had, we had like, what, like a month? And then we had training camp, and it was like, you better figure it all out right now. And we really figured it out quick. Think about it. They had what? Jokic's been in the league. Four years. If you think about it, you, four years, we got it done in four months. <laughs> right. No, you didn't. You got to the playoffs in four months. You did not get to a championship in four months. This guy, this guy, eh, ah, this guy. This is the gold starification of our generation. We're like, you have accomplished something because you took the Memphis Grizzlies to six. Congratulations. Get up on a table. You've made it past the plan. What is he talking about? He's going to get traded probably to a place like New York where the – there's a fruit fly in here. Uh, probably to a place like New York where the local media was going to destroy him and on a daily basis. There's no harder rock than Julius Randle and the New York media blender turned him into Orange Julius. This is all of a sudden he's talking about mental health. Imagine Carl Anthony Towns. What are they going to do with this overripe tomato that is Carl Anthony Towns? They will squish him into the ground. We will find out. God God help Carl Anthony Towns. I can't help him at all. That's all the time that we have for the heat check. The season is over, but the league is going to keep popping because we got free agency, the draft, and summer league right around the corner. So check out the feed for past episodes and mini episodes, which drop almost every single day. They actually don't, but they used to. And follow the Eat Check as the off-season starts to heat up. Do not forget to download, subscribe, tell your friends. Every single one of them. By the way, Rick Fox liked a post of mine today. It was a good moment. And follow us on social at This Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see you next time, my friends. Big thanks to my producer, Nick Berlansky, and all of you all for listening and watching.